from the fabulous and famous Fitzpatrick's Castle Hotel in Dublin, Ireland. You're listening to the award-winning What's the Story podcast. Now, here's your hosts, Danny Murray and Graham Merrow Merrigan. Hello and welcome on to chapter 4242 of What's the Story podcast. My name is Danny Murray and Graham Merrow Merrigan's alongside me as always. Alright. How are you? <laughs> Grand. Loving the good weather. <laughs> yeah. Deadly. We're brought to you in association with Fitzpatrick's Castle Hotel, woo 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 dot Fitzpatrick's Castle dot com is where you can find them out. <laughs> what did you just do there? Woo woo woo. What the hell is woo woo woo? W dot pronounced phonetically. I thought you were looking out the window there because remember the little line that we seen last week? The mountain line, the Cloney Hill mountain line? Yeah. Thing was a beast. distracted there. It was a beast. And you were like, woo woo woo. Woo. Like butters and South Park. Woo. Butters South Park, what a character. Absolutely. Look, Fitzpatrick celebrating 45 years in the Borough. Graham, this podcast is all about the Borough. We're trying to bring the Borough to global audience. We've had previous people of Borough fame on set podcast. Lindsay Danger Doyle being a staple of this podcast for quite a while. Yep. We had Paul Howard, staple of the Borough. Cram McFields. Cram McFieldian, I believe is how they like to be called. We had pa- Pajo Flynn. You're not a Cromwellfieldian. I am a Cromwellfieldian. Alright. Is that alright? Yeah, because you, no, you just threw me off there because you said I believe that's how they want to be called. But yeah, because I don't speak for all of them. Alright. They all have their individual voices. Which do you they don't are call little. yourself like Costa del Cromlock? I do sometimes. When it's sunny like this, I'd call myself Costa del Cromlock. <laughs> We've had pa- Pajo Flynn. Yes. We've had Keen Cowley. And this week we're bringing you another legend of the border. A man who was single-handedly put Lockenstown pitch and put on the map. <laughs> a man who is a World Cup winner. We have a World Cup winner Thank in you. our presence tonight, man. This is unbelievable. John Ross Crangle, J.R. Crangle, how are you, sir? Great. Thanks for having us. Good, man. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Great to see you. We only live around the corner, man. I never <laughs> see you. So, like, <laughs> so know, genuinely, yeah. it's great to see <laughs> you. Like. Pitch and push out away, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably put it through through your windows, you know. Can you see each other's gaffs? No, 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 there's a row, there's a couple of rows of houses in between. Yeah. You usually see each other all the time now, watch. There's a lot of work that I'd never seen before in my life. And then I um, was having lunch with someone and he was sitting with that someone about two weeks ago. Now I see him every day. Really? (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't even work in my department. (laughs) I'll just see see him, alright, Eddie? Story. Story, bud. I've only just started a new department in my job. And uh, I'm learning that there are so many people in that company, I have no idea who they are. Yeah. And they're all like, ah, hello, how are you? And I'm like, who are you? Does it feel like you work for a different company when you leave the first department? Completely department. different yeah, company. Yeah, it's gas, isn't yeah, it? It's amazing. But anyway, JR has joined us. We're in the beautiful surroundings of Fitzpatrick's Castle Cloyne. And Graham, we're going to be talking to JR about all things that JR likes to talk about. But first... It's about time we've done a little something I like to call <laughs> housekeeping. <laughs> you didn't do it at the end. Huh? You didn't do it. You usually present it at the end when we finished it. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm bringing it back to how it used to be. Bringing sexy back. I'm bringing it back because that's what the people want. Um, what have you got in housekeeping this week, Graham? I have uh, <laughs> a, man, a man who... <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing about this story. even happens. <laughs> a man who sat on the toilet got bitten by a rat he did indeed yeah so 
um, a county councillor whose name has escaped me. I'm not going to look him up because, you know, there's no point looking nobody's up. But um, I'll look it up. Go for it. Have you heard about this, JR? Yeah, the big rat in Clonelly. No, no. Oh, no. oh sorry. This is oh, in Cork, was this, it? This is in Cork. God, there's a rat problem everywhere now, my friend. Oh, Jesus. Right, so, essentially, a county councillor in Cork um, has advised locals of, I think it's Clonacilty or Balnacolic, one of them, um, to put their toilet seats down. Um, <laughs> I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because um, a, a gentleman, um, he went to the toilet and he had a sit down. Now, I don't know if it was number one, and if he was just treating himself to a sit down week, <laughs> or if it was, if it was, you know, <laughs> treating himself <laughs> to a sit down week. I sit down ways all the time. <laughs> so you would treat all the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he was going for a sit down week, or if it was more so a case he had a bit of paperwork to do. Do you know? What I mean? <laughs> so, anyway, he had to sit for it, and when he said he uh, he got bitten on the buttocks by a rat. Now, do you believe the rat had crawled up into the pipework? Uh, after the floods that have besieged the county of Cork lately. Um, but So there you go. So their advice is put down your toilet seat. It's on the People's <laughs> Republic of Cork. Of course it is. <laughs> oh, no. Man, man bitten by a rat while sitting on toilet in Cork. I would say that poor chap is getting abuse down the bills from his mates. Uh, a plumber found a broken sewer pipe nearby, which is believed to have allowed the rat to enter the system. Oh rats out. my god. Hashtag rats out. Rats out. <laughs> Councillor said, I would advise homeowners to keep their toilet seats down and not in use and to watch their to watch their posteriors. <laughs> he actually said that. Watch their posteriors. So they are lads, if you aren't aware of it. Middleton then. happened then. Middleton. I wasn't even close at my I guess. Oh, that is hilarious. So, uh, Imagine the councillor having to come out and release a statement about oh, a rat biting you up the hall. I want to hear the 911 call. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, emergency services. I need a fucking ambulance. <laughs> oh, sorry, what seems to be the problem? I'm out of getting bitten on my hoop. <laughs> right. So, yeah, so there, lads, keep the toilet seats down and always look. Did you have that problem in Australia? Did you have to look before you... Um, spoilers and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, spoilers like. and snakes. Everything oh. Australia is trying to kill you. I Everything. Didn't, I didn't. I didn't come across any spoilers or snakes. Okay, a p- possum was living in my attic. <laughs> you say that like it was Alf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a possum. Oh, that'd be Delhi for us, Alf, wouldn't it? Did, what, did, yeah, did you name Alf. your possum? Uh huh. Did you name your possum? No, uh, I remember just we were in a bungalow. What's a possum even look like? Oh, they're rotten things. They're like overgrown rats with a long <laughs> tail. All right then. And they hang on the uh, electricity wires. They're bats, Graham. No, <laughs> no, these are possums. You'd be coming home and you'd be going through the estate and you'd be seeing, you'd see two or three of them and they're, they're kind of like raccoons with a big long tail just hanging down. I love raccoons. Do you ever see like the photos of raccoons and all going around of like a raccoon has broken into a bakery yeah, yeah. and eating all the donuts and it's just this raccoon lying on his back with a big belly <laughs> <laughs> and he can't move and he's just like you can tell they're like right who's you and he's like I'm not hooshing anywhere. <laughs> Deadly. Oh, I can't believe you didn't name your po- If you were a possum living in your attic JR would you name it? Oh, you'd have to. Oh, I don't know. I think you'll have to see it first. <laughs> <laughs> see what he looks like. <laughs> see what he looks. See how he looks at me. He might look like a, a John or something. Like say, oh yeah, Charlie <laughs> the possum. I didn't see his face. Oh, he's not a Charlie at all, is he? Now <laughs> we were watching telly one night, and I just heard noise above me, like, and I was like, "What the hell is that?" And there's a man in the room opposite us, and I thought he was staring in the window. Sorry, that's had to give me a fright. <laughs> uh, is he? Yeah. Are we being loud? From I wonder. Wait now. 
This is a live podcast. Oh, not really. The picture, the view, the beautiful view of the surroundings of Cluny Fitzpatrick's Castle Hotel. With us in there. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> um, it's, so, it's so good. The, yeah, the people who are up here are taking photos. There was uh, just a noise like above. And I was thinking, someone's upstairs. And I was like, no, we, we're in a bungalow. There is no upstairs. And then the what if there was the, we lived with the um, the homeowner, and he was like, he was <coughs> saying, uh, "Oh yeah, lads, that's a possum." Can you say that in Australian accent? It's a possum. <laughs> <laughs> Can you? No, we can't. We can't do accents. It's a possum. No. Oh crikey, mate! It's a possum. I love a dumb and dumber when he goes. G'day, <laughs> and he's gone to Australia. G'day, mate, popping out a shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> Lloyd Christmas, what a man. Oh, what a haircut. Brilliant. Danny, you are the image of Lloyd Christmas. What are you joking? Ooh, wash your mouth. That was a bit harsh, all right. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, in, in, we, we like to talk about box sets and documentaries and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, there's an eight-part miniseries that uh, has come out. Don't know if any of us will be into this or not. I like JFK and I like time travel. So this instantly appealed to all my senses. It's called 112263. Not the catchiest of titles, I must admit. But essentially what it's about is about a chap who goes back in time to stop Kennedy being assassinated. It's very good. Got James, James Franco's in it. Sounds like Quantum Leap. It does sound like Quantum <laughs> Leap, but it's not. Um, but it was very funny because I texted my brother, like we were texting, he's like, I'm going to watch it. I was like, oh man, I just finished watching 112263. And he was like, he just goes, what's that, the IP address for Pornhub? <laughs> the IP address for Pornhub. <laughs> John O'Murray made a genuine funny. I was, I was delighted for him. But uh, yeah, it's got James Franco in it. And James Franco goes back in time to stop Lee Harvey Oswald shooting JFK. Mm. I enjoyed it. Oh, you watched it? I watched all of it, all eight episodes. Oh, well. Yeah. I'm on the last episode of uh, OJ, American Crime Story. I've totally enjoyed that as well, actually. Mm. And it's amazing how much they all look like them. Yeah, yeah. Like, really look like your man. Well, Cuba doesn't look like OJ, does he? With, with the exception of Cuba. Cuba does not <laughs> look like OJ. Cuba looks like Cuba. He acts like him. Does he? Mm, bit, yeah. I wouldn't know. I start watching OJ interviews, so. Um, yeah, I was talking to uh, Dave Brock about this, and the two of us, well, he said it to me, and since then I started doing it, going back and watching the bits in the courtroom of... The oh, bits yeah. showing it, like sort of bit where OJ tries on the gloves and all yeah, that. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is bizarre. It mad. is bizarre, yeah. The judge oh, is yeah. the image of the judge, isn't he? He is, Lance Oido, yeah. Or Edo, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Have you, have you watched any of this? No, I wouldn't. I'm not mad into all them series and all. I just can't. I haven't. Just Game of Thrones for me, and that's it. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I'm just more yeah. into fa- fancy it's, and stuff like that, you know? That's, that's back, back on Monday, I think. Yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones yeah. back, yeah. And apparently loads of people die, because that's what always happens in Game of Thrones, man. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, I love him, he's dead. A lot of skin in it, isn't there? Fierce amount of flesh. I don't think it would be something you'd watch with the parents without blushing. <laughs> There's a fierce... Oh, it was actually watching it one day, and they were in the brothel, and my man walks in, and she's like... I don't think you should be watching that with me in the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very nice to be looking at. It's a grow, man. Yeah. <laughs> should have been like, man, shut up, man, I'm paying 10 99 for that DVD. <laughs> but yeah, it is. There's a fierce amount of flesh in it. Fierce amount. But Sherlock? I'm not usually into box sets either. It has to be a good one. Really? Yeah. Mm. I, I would go through box sets like, I love watching them now. <laughs> <laughs> like I love watching them. Yeah. I, I was expecting so. Now I I couldn't come up with any kind of 
simile or metaphor to describe <laughs> how much how you go through boxes. Exactly. Yeah. I suppose you could say. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. We'll get sacked. You'll sack me, or else Fitzpatrick will sack me. I don't know. Can somebody take over the presenting of this podcast? <laughs> I've lost a run of myself tonight, man. Okay, grand. What else have we got in housekeeping? I'm, I'm lost already. Con- oh, Conor McGregor. Who? Who? So this is going to be awkward. We'll pull back the curtain a little bit here. We record this several days before it actually goes out on air. So the stuff we're about to talk about could be old news and mean absolutely nothing by the time you're listening to this. In which case, let us bring you down nostalgia road. That was a good disclaimer. Thanks very much. Uh, Conor McGregor has essentially retired. <laughs> As of Wednesday. As, yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's turned into the modern-day equivalent of Roy Keane, Mick McCarthy, Soy Pan 2002. But yeah. <laughs> Dana White basically saying, there's, there's still hope Connor can fight at UFC 200. All he has to do is call me. And I'm like, stop being Mick McCarthy, for God's yeah. sake. Yeah, or Tommy Garman or something. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Tommy Garman <laughs> oh, to appear on the 6-1 News like, uh, and just be like, it's all right, I'm going to speak to Connor right now. It's mad how, it's mad how like Connor went out to Iceland on Monday. Knowing that his obligation was to go to Vegas on Tuesday, and yeah, and then this breaks. Yeah. I, I don't Do you know. think it's a case that he because he's they've always said that he's gone above and beyond in his previous media obligations. Do you think it's a case this time he's just like feck it? I don't know if it's him gesticulating and trying to puff his chest out a bit and kind of seeing just how far he can get in terms of changing the mold and pushing out the boat and. One thing or the other. Or I don't know if it's the case, it's just... Because he has said after doing some of the media things before, like, I'm not doing this again, man, I'm tired. I'm done. Yeah. You know, I'm putting all this out there to do this, and look what the other guys are putting in, nothing. So maybe it is a case if he's just kind of... Like, in fairness, though, one tweet sent by Conor McGregor has driven more traffic for UFC 200 than any, than any press conference they're going to have. He's the most tweeted a- uh, athlete. I think before that, Kobe Bryant's tweet... Got a hundred and thirty-seven thousand. His Kobe Bryant's retirement tweet yeah. got a hundred and thirty-seven thousand retweets. Connor's after surpassing that. I think he stands at about one hundred and fifty-eight thousand now at the moment. Yeah, just for the tweet. And like the tweet when it first went out, it was just I think ah, he's only winding you up. Like you stop. It's yeah. Well, that's pretty much what all what he does is tongue in cheek on social media. You know. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what everybody thought. Um, that he was just going to be winding people up and that. It wasn't going to be serious. And then Ariel Helwani came out and was like, multiple sources are saying this is true. Yeah. And then John I was Kavanagh, like, Ariel's in on this as well. And then John Cavanagh <laughs> said, well, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. And everyone started to go, what What and if this isn't a joke? And then and then uh, Artem Lowoff tweeted, "All basically something along the lines of, all you gorgeous women text me if you want to hear, <laughs> want some news. If you want the inside track. Yeah. And then... Uh, uh, a fake Garda account then oh, tweeted, tweeted Artem Lobov saying, Artem, uh, it's illegal in this country to get sex for information or something along those lines. And he said, how do you think I got into the country? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Essentially, the Russian hammer had a stormer on Twitter the other night. Um, I'm just told That Garda uh, Twitter handle's hilarious. It's very good in fairness, yeah. Who just think they put out about the nine one one? Are people calling nine 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 or something? Oh yeah, saying, saying they can't. Uh, yeah, we can't do anything about Conor McGregor or I something. Know, yeah. Quitting, like you know, or stop. Uh, yeah, um, stop what, 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 stop uh, bringing up the for Domino's codes. We don't <laughs> have Domino's codes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sorry. I'm just. I'm, I'm looking here. Um, there seems to be something breaking at the moment. Basically saying, 
it's it's unconfirmed, which is why I don't really want to. But there's reports here that people are tweeting. Yeah, because Dane is like <coughs> Connor. Connor delivers, but he didn't want to deliver this weekend, so we pulled him from the show. Yeah. So you would think if it was the that reason that they'd give him more time, because Dane has already said that um, Connor's camp wanted to push it to May. Yeah. Um, they wouldn't. They said no. There's ten million going into this advertising campaign, yeah. and it seems it seems a bit mad to me. All right, that whatever that's gone on, Dana has basically just said if Connor was to call him today to clear the air. They'll figure it out and he can still fight at 200. Mm. It's just, it's Saipan all over again. It is, yeah. Really, really is. Just get Bertie over in a private yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Go exactly. Sort of if, I'm telling you now, man, if footage of bleeding Conor McGregor comes out walking that dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> walking Hugo. <laughs> walking Hugo. I'm not going to be able for that. Paul Howard will bring out a Hugo <laughs> McGregor book. I won't, I won't he did with Trigger, didn't he? Did um, Paul Howard bring out a Trigger book? He did Triggs, the autobiography. Triggs, oh my God. Um, great book, check it out. It's on Amazon and uh, some bookshops where we still stock it. Um, oh, speaking of Roy Keane, um, Celtic, the Celtic manager, and I don't know his name because it's Scottish football, which I've no interest in. Ronnie. Um, Ronnie Delay. Yeah, him, yeah. <laughs> Um, he announced today that he'd be stepping down at the end of the season no surprise seeing as though he lost to the Mighty Rangers last week Um, but uh, essentially it means Celtic are going to be looking for a new gaffer because uh, by the time people listen to this we'll have known about Connor yeah and Celtic might have a new manager they might do but but all the talk is that it's going to be Keno yeah again again. yeah Yeah. he turned it down he turned it down did he um, he wasn't the news report I was watching on Sky Sports News and TV3, um, he wasn't by any means in the favourite. In the as a favourite, uh, David Moyes was a favourite. Yeah, I was going to say David um, Moyes would probably expect. Neil Lennon was another favourite, and then it was like meanwhile other names being mentioned are Roy Keane. Um, Neil Lennon again wasn't he there already? Yeah, yeah but Neil was, Lennon yeah. was on someone was on TV3 last night and he said he he's open to going back. Right. He didn't want to leave in the first place, apparently. I just I find it hard to get uh, in any way excited about Scottish football, considering there's two teams and one of them teams hasn't been involved for the last four or five years. And they don't they're not they don't exist anymore. What do you mean they don't exist anymore? Rangers went and they created a new club. Is that how but they're still Glasgow Rangers, aren't they? Uh, they're Rangers co op or something like that. Look, either way I'm only being a smart bollocks. Either way, the Mighty Rangers won the penalty shootout. That's all I care about. <laughs> the Mighty Rangers. The Mighty Glasgow Rangers. <laughs> yeah, he's, you're such an antagonist. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's slagging Scottish football, denouncing Celtic, but calling yeah. Rangers the Mighty, <laughs> the Mighty Rangers. Rangers. Well, they are. Like When it comes to Scottish football, Rangers are the only club that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Losing some followers with that yeah. one, I think. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the, the lads who go on about how they love Celtic. God bless them. <laughs> we all went through that phase. Did we though? No, no, I we didn't. didn't. No, no, we all went through all of this. No, no, we didn't. I did. I hated everyone that going around with Celtic jerseys and all just because they all thought they were Irish and all. Yeah. No. I, do, I don't like, I don't, I don't like, yeah, I don't like the association, you know, uh, like what the commemorative 1916 thing on and, and, and Easter Sunday, there was lads wearing Celtic jerseys. It's like. Well, this it's is hacky lads. Come on. Maybe this is where I have a problem with it because uh, <laughs> if you're like, you know, this whole thing of like uh, Brits out and all this kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. 
and they're, they're saying this while wearing a Celtic jersey. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was like those lads who uh, no foreign sport on this ground. Exactly, a wearing jersey. a Celtic jersey. Or uh, remember the Queen visited a couple of years ago. Um, how you Liz? Um, how you Liz? <laughs> she's a friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, herself, herself, and Pip. That's what Philip's friends get to call him. By the way, <laughs> listening regularly. Um, they're, they're big fans. They actually enjoy housekeeping. Um, so. <laughs> but yeah, remember they were coming over and there was people uh, on the streets and there was one guy in particular uh, photographed burning a Union Jack but it was a Union Jack he got free in the sun and it had a big sun logo on it. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, can you not get the irony of this? Yeah. You know what I mean? You silly, silly boy. But when I, like, I got it, I was one of those that I was buying Celtic jerseys I'd say up until I was about 15, 16 right. but I was I don't remember being consciously kind of supporting them because of the Irish connection I remember just liking the colour green and then I was lo- <laughs> I loved uh, so why weren't you a Werder Bremen fan? I don't know because I was exploited the Celtic first oh, it right could have been much. Werder Bremen Celtic would have been on the telly a lot then back yeah. in the day as well. They would have been on PBC and all that. Henrik Larson with his deadly Henrik hair. Larson. Loved Larson. Yeah. Loved yeah. Johan Mialbi. Jan Ma- Johan Mialbi. Was it Johan or Jan? Yeah. Johan. Johan. Haggy Bonner, I think, was when I started first watching it when he was that keeper. How old are you? Well, Haggy was there in the early 90s. Was he? Yeah. Mm. Jesus. She was there when he was playing Royal. 94 World Cup, 1990. He only ever played for Celtic, I think. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I only watched Rangers when it came to Scottish football. <laughs> so. I would have never wore a, a Celtic jersey at an Ireland match. You're an antagonist, though. I'm not an antagonist. I'm yeah. just... You know how to click people's buttons. Donald's the same. It's a Murray thing. How dare you say that about all the Murrays? <laughs> <laughs> the Murrays are a great family. Steeped in Scottish tradition. <laughs> <laughs> The McMurrays in particular. <laughs> the McMurrays, yeah. Oh, my Jesus. Yeah. Was there anything else for housekeeping? Can't remember. We haven't done it properly in so long that I'm struggling. This is 25 minutes of housekeeping. There was something else. I can't remember. Nah, neither can I. Just going to leave this hanging until you think of it. No, there. <laughs> I, I was looking for that mountain lion out there. Yeah, that ma- I really want to see that mountain lion again because... <laughs> I'd like JR to be able to corroborate the story of it being an actual mountain lion. Um, but yeah, anyway, no. Ma- <laughs> <laughs> they don't need the lights now. Graham just turned on the lights, lads, and I near shat me pants. That was, man, give me a warning if it's you're going to do something. It's a beautiful sky, lads, isn't it? Will you give me a warning if you're going to make any sudden movements? Sorry, Pat. I'm not able, I'm delicate. Sorry, chicken. Anyway. That is the end of housekeeping for this chapter. And now we move on to our guest, Mr. John Ross Prangle. JR, sir. JR. 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 <laughs> Who shot you? Who shot you? Oh, stop. Don't start that again. I was going to say. How come? My whole life. How come you're not on Monday Night Raw anymore? <laughs> <laughs> how come you didn't bring any barbecue sausage? <laughs> Stone cold. Oh, no, just, just once you say, by God almighty. <laughs> Oh, no, would well, you just say by God is what witness he's broken him in the holy He's broken him half, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were being serious there as well. <laughs> Sorry, what was the line again? I'll just say that, yeah. <laughs> uh, not really. So, JR, look, you're you're a man of the borough. We all went to Laro. Did you have the same positive experience at that skill that we had? I liked Laro, yeah. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Great time. I remember I was listening to 
uh, Gary McAuley a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. The St. Uh, Patrick's Day special, check that out. That's right, yeah. And uh, well, so, sorry, I didn't know who that who, who Gary who Gary Mac was, like, but I knew the name, you know that's yeah. right. Yeah, he's gonna tweet us uh, about I that. Now. Everyone knows who the fuck Gary Michael is. That's what I sorry, so I just checked on Twitter and there you go, he was bleeding tweeting away, so I just clicked on it. I said, Oh I know his face well, remember when we were in Torje and they would have been in sixth year the fire in the yeah. school hall. <laughs> but uh, we were we were in doing our junior set, he was doing with leaving and Anyway, when the skill went up and all, we all had to get brought in. We were always doing a geography test or whatever. And uh, we were, I was supervising it. Were you? Yeah, I remember it well. And uh, RT and all came. RT came. Gary was uh, interviewed with yeah. him, and we were all at the very end. I was like, and leaving here from St Lawrence's College in Lockerstown, and everyone was jumping up there. Yeah, <laughs> the skill on fire in the background. That, yeah, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> I just remember that. Cause I remember you saying he was kicking down the back door and all this sort of he stuff. He was telling RT that oh, the, was uh, brilliant. we couldn't get out. The exit doors are giant. <laughs> did he actually say that? Did he? Gary was saying door to you. Let me some shit. Kick the door down. Yeah. You know the English woman that used to work in the reception, Pat or something, was it? Yeah, I remember the woman. Yeah. yeah. She was like going over to uh, Miss McCarty saying, Gary Michael's been a devil to the press. <laughs> Get him in. <laughs> oh. Get him in into the boarding building. He <laughs> didn't start the fire. I was only joking. I, yeah. I, think, I think it was set accidentally in one of the bins or something, wasn't it? No, G- Gary's a master, but I don't think he's an arsonist. <laughs> he's an arsehole, but I'm not an arsonist. I won't have that said about Gary. I, I like Gary. I love him to bits too. I'm just, just to be honest, just I'm, just, him up. I'm just saying that to avoid, uh, avoid a slander case <laughs> against Gary, <laughs> against us. <laughs> Boy, Gary, yeah, Gary, t- Gary loves us. He doesn't love you. He'll sue me. He won't sue the podcast. Say, <laughs> he's don't need to get you for your dodgy money. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, did you declare tax on that? Forty yard or what? Right, so sorry, JR. This happens a lot. We get so attracted. You wouldn't know it when I edit it down. It sounds like a slick operation, though. No, I mean, <laughs> was that the best thing that happened in school? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was just great time. Like you know, six years you never get back, is it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, like everyone had their their classes. You know, and like you had your messes, you had your your brainy people. You had I was always sort of in the middle. You know, yeah. yeah. It was never too loud, never too quiet. Like you know. It was, Fade around the place, you know. <laughs> do your laps and that was it. Yeah, that was it. Was, that was like the time, you know. You just done your laps everywhere. Then like okay. laps around paps, and then your laps and bleeding skill. <laughs> laps and around paps. <laughs> laps around paps. <laughs> that was it. Now you do laps like a club lead ninety two. Always do. Always do laps around Bondi. Oh jeez, yeah. You used to love doing it because because Bond. Remember the dance floor on Bondi was a square yeah, at a square, lower level than everything else. So. You do a little lap and have a gander on the dance floor. Oh, yeah. you know better, I mean, I'm saying yeah, you you <laughs> um, and then you'd have a couple too many blue wickets, and you'd end up on that little stage in front you know, of the DJ. Too, huh? <laughs> we used to be on that stage a fierce amount. Did you? Oh, a fierce amount, and I'd say every Tops week. Off. Huh? Tops off. I never got the tits out for the lads now, but like <laughs> I'd say there was a fierce amount of oh look, that fat bloke's back up on the stage again. <laughs> fierce amount of that each week. Um, laps or hashtag laps around paps lads. That's the hashtag. <laughs> yeah. That's a hashtag, hashtag for this episode. Chapter forty-two. Yeah. So, right. So then we we touched on the pitch and put earlier as well. And right, give us a blast. I know pitch and put probably wouldn't be the most popular sport in the world for people. But we evolved at that in school. 
No, well, he's playing when I was in school. Yeah. Like, they do have, in the Pitch and Water Union, they have, like, a skill tournament for skills. You have to have uh, two members of the PPOI, but you can have another player that's not a member of the PPOI play with you. And um, you have, like, a Munster Championship and a Leinster Championship, and then you have an all Ireland Championship. So uh, they're, trying to, they're trying to push it in skills, you know, but it's very hard. You have so many sports out there nowadays, like, and, yeah. you know, it just doesn't... I don't think it... Like it appeals to me, like, but I just, I just don't think it appeals to the wider sort of yeah. young, younger, yeah. younger crowd, you know. So, and, and you'd always have been involved with Lockenstown Pitch and Port anyway, like because obviously it's the local one and that, like, but yeah. just because you're saying it wouldn't appeal to the wider than that, like, I know he was a member at Lockenstown Pitch and Port. Yeah, you were a member playing many around yeah. with you and yeah. Danny, are you and Jono yeah. and. Right, yeah. Those, you know, the goalkeeper jerseys. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Everyone remembers Everyone the boys knows <laughs> Uh, John always got goalkeeper jerseys, uh, yeah. even the UV one. We used to yeah. always have one as well. Yeah, we used to always go. Sure, I loved Peter Schmeichel and uh, Buffon. They were the two when I was growing Buffon. up. <laughs> what the hell? How can you not love Buffon? <laughs> it's the way you're saying Buffon that's cracking me up. I'm saying it like an Italian because he's Italian, Graham. Buffon. Say pizza. Pizza. Yeah, you're not saying it right, are you? Who? <laughs> <laughs> he's meant to say pizza. <laughs> <laughs> he just put sunglasses on. He just went full wanker. <laughs> full wanker. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, yeah. So like, the, yeah, the old page from Pool Club. Yeah, I mean, my great auntie Sheila actually was the one that got us up there. She used to be uh, Sheila Collins. She was she was up there for a long time. Yeah. Uh, made Lord Rester. But um, <laughs> what's funny about that? Made Lord Rester. It just sounds like something my granny would say. Not Danny. Fair enough. <laughs> I can't argue with that. It was just that. funny the way you said it. What do you think they could do then to get younger people or try and give it a bit of a top the arse for the younger folk? Besides offering cocaine or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, yeah. <laughs> offering cocaine yeah, in the clubhouse. Finish your 18 rounds and get a line. <laughs> I know, like, they, they, they do, they, they've tried to push it and the, like they do summer schools and all that sort of stuff and like now open with, day with, with it being a sport like that is more summer orientated like you know because yeah. during the winter like no kid wants to be outside and the lashings of rain you know what I mean mm. unless they're playing football like a hater or something when yeah. they're old that's what I was going to say though because like it's technically the off season I suppose for I know GAA kind of gets played during the summer but mm. football rugby like a lot of those kind of sports would take a break during the summer there autumn through spring yeah, like. yeah. so they kind of should be a little gap there for yeah, people to they have like kids going on holidays with their family and stuff like that and yeah. you know from like someone got away for a month or so like you know what I mean even down the country or something you know mm. so, like they did like the PPI they do try a lot yeah. of things you know PPI is Pitch and Port Pitch and Port Union of Ireland yeah Pitch and Port Union um, yeah. like even now like we've had sort of younger players younger going through and playing over abroad like you know and, and like over in Catalonia there we only had last uh, last year's All-Ireland champion you know um, Taylor from uh, Cork he went over you know 16 like playing over in Catalonia in the Catalan Open like you know and, like that's like likes of that now him going and saying it to his friends and yeah. was over playing Catalan Open it's, it's yeah. just it's word of mouth more than that like like you have all social media there and like, you do try and push things like but it's, it's just another thing is it's getting volunteers to to actually help with the kids, you know, to yeah. 
to stay with them and it's a minority sleep. sport it's like, so it is a minority sport so it's yeah. always going to be hard isn't it yeah it is like we've seven and a half thousand members I think in, in the union alone wow that's a, it's more than I would have thought it's more than I would have thought as well, well yeah. it, it was a lot more now it has been steadily sort of declining you know but right. sort of hopefully levels out and starts picking up again now we've a new president in this year now Mervyn Cooney like so he's from Wexford um, he used to be the president uh, about 10 years ago 10 12 years ago and uh Hopefully now we have a new handicap system and all now, so all kids coming into the game. Like what we used to do was the club sort of had their own handicaps for the kids. Yeah. And then when you turned sixteen, you you went into the adult grade. So you what you do is you play your three cards and then they give you a handicap. Like basically, at county board, like not even seeing you play, they just say, "Well, you give him ten or twelve or something." But now automatically they're going to get fifteen. Like so, a fifteen handicap. So. The way the system is now, the more you play, the more shots you can either lose, but you can only sort of game back only point one, like similar right. to golf, you know. Yeah, but yeah. wouldn't be the exact same now, you know. But they're trying new things, you know. It's just trying to get them in and get them competitive as well, like you know. Yeah. When did you, when you were playing, when did you know you were going to be good? Um, like it was, was, was about fifteen, sixteen. Was, um, when I first went down, it was terrible. I was one of the worst players in the club. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> When no, when did you first point at Gary Healy and go, ha ha, I'm better than you? I <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> ah, wouldn't do that to Gary. No, he's a good lad, Gary. No, How you, Gary? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, no, he's a good man. Yeah, he's he's, he's great for the game. Like you know, he um, he's out to get his first win there a couple of weeks ago. You know, yeah, which is yeah. a great start to the season for him because it's a big season for him. You know, because like he's, uh, the Dublin team this year now have a couple of lads that aren't playing this year, so mm. he's a great chance of getting on the Dublin team. Good for him, yeah. Um, so, like, with the pitch and put then, obviously, so you would have got steadily more involved and you took on more responsibility with Lachlan Sound itself. Started then, you won. You, you, well, you, you were running up in the Lancer a couple of times, right? And then you won the Lancer, yeah. did you? When we first went into the... Um, you, were, you, were, you, you were 15, 16 when you, yeah, well, when you knew... Well, when like, I started... I'm good at this. From 10 to 14, I started was just, like wasn't any use you know and then 15 uh, I won we used to go away to different cars and I won a few prizes around I remember the day trip yeah. out to Port Marnock out to Port Marnock yeah. the 102 I think it was the bus yeah, that's from, from, yeah. from the station <laughs> those were the days I tell you but um, Shay Cox about 50 yards ahead of everyone else that's doing right, a legger that's it and it got me leg <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah when I turned into the adults then I started you get intimidated a little bit by playing with older people. Like, the lads playing there for 30, 40 years, you know what I mean? And you're sort of, what do I do here? And what yeah. like, so then, about two years later, I think it was 2002, I won the Dublin Stroke Play Championship as a as an intermediate player. And there's three different grades. There's like a senior, which is the top. You're inter, the middle, and then you have your junior, which would be the sort of least... Um, least ability basically oh, right, okay. you know, so um, the shittest players <laughs> <laughs> that's the one I would have been in <laughs> at, at the age of 28 <laughs> but um, yeah we won the, the Dublin stroke play out there in uh, Clondalkin and then we moved on to the Leinster stroke play then that was in Bellewstown uh, up in mid and I won that then as well but because I won the two of them it meant I got cut from an inter into senior, so the chance of winning All Ireland sort of 
went with that, you know, because you get cut during the season. Because you won two, because mm-hmm. you won two tournaments. Yeah, no, like when you when you get cut, you get cut from like I was out four, so if you get cut to three, you're automatically into a senior. Oh, right. But because the injuries hadn't gone in, you sort of you're 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 down in grade, so you have to play with the senior. So yeah. it took me a few years. Then I think it was seven years they would have won nothing, like you know, six seven years. Or probably been just a little small competition in the club, but then 2009 just took off, you know, a couple of seconds, and then I won a Leinster match play championship. Um, that was in Sea Point in, in County Loud. And then the week after, I actually went and won the Dublin Show play, which was crazy because it was just, I'd never been sort of that good, you know, and it just, just bred confidence in me. And then ever since then, I haven't looked back, you know. Deadly. It's been like a, I think of five Leinster championships now, like and he represented Ireland as well. Yeah. Ireland win the World Cup, yeah, that was unbelievable. You know, what year that's was that? amazing. That was two thousand uh, two thousand twelve, done this year now over in Andorra. You won the World Cup with Ireland pitching pool. Yeah, Cap- as yeah. captain. As captain. <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> captain fantastic. Yeah. I like how you throw the the sky is clearing your throat there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just alerting people to that fact. <laughs> So you were captain of the Ireland team, and that was on home soil as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was in uh, Royal Mead, which is just outside. Um, oh my God, I can't even think of the name of the place. Clonny, uh, Clonny County Mead, just basically yeah. just outside the Dublin border there. Um, that was a fantastic weekend, you know. It was just I would imagine so. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> I tell you, the, the 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 cup got played around the border for a couple of pubs anyway. I tell you, Did it? oh yeah, we went straight. Um, well, as soon as we won it, like well, I was it was a mess after we won it. I just bawled my eyes out, like you know. So like, it, was so much, it was so much pressure because like Ireland, like they, they were the defending champions. They'd won it four years previous in in Holland. Yeah, and, or, uh, we, or we did. Yeah, Ireland. Yeah, they didn't work oh, was there any up. lads from around on the Ireland team then? Four years. Yeah, previous? it was. Um, it was Derek Carney. Derek Carney was from. He was playing in Glenville and Tally. Um, then we had Ray Murphy who played with me again in uh, 2012, um, and then Paul O'Brien from uh, Lakeside and Tipperary. Um, they had won over in Holland, and then like coming over here, like we basically were. We are the number one sort of pitch and puck country. You know, around the world, like, you know. And uh, when you go away to Catalan, like, which basically Barcelona, like, you know, they have their own association. Yeah. It's it's a very tough place to go. But when they come over here, like, it's a completely different game because they have longer holes and bigger greens and we sort of smaller holes and smaller greens. So we were just used to it and we... Um, we just played out of our skins really the first day but so much pressure it was unreal really it really was yeah how long was it three days is it it was three days the first day you sort of you play the three is play and your the best score works out your seeding so like I think we were about 30 under or something like for, for the, the three of us so you had played two rounds you know and uh, we were about 16 shots clear of Catalonia who were second and then I think it was Australia that were third and Holland were fourth and uh, what happens is then I think there was only t- there were supposed to be twelve teams of Portugal pulled out at the very last moment, so there was left with eleven. So what they done was first seed plays eight seed, and then the bottom three sort of had their own little mini group for basically like a shield, you know. Right. Um. So we ended up playing Switzerland first. Um. We ended up winning that quite handily, like you know I think it was five nil, and then come on the lads. <laughs> then we were on to Holland. Um. 
And Holland had a very strong team, like, you know, there was Patrick Lunning, Ralph Quant, he was a brilliant player. Probably out of all the European players, he's the one you I really look up to. Yeah. Um and then Marcel Arhus. Um so we ended up it was one all what we do is you play one single match and one double match, so the three is are playing like um John Walsh, who's number one player in the country at the moment, um he lost to Ralph Quant and then myself and Ray we won. So obviously won all. And then uh, I was out first and I actually lost to Ralph. So I was like, oh, this is it, we're gone, you know? Yeah. But now the two lads are being complete pros like they are. They, they went and they pulled us through. But then the final then was against Australia. Um, we beat them 5 0. But four of the matches went to the last hole. Well, three of the matches went to the very last hole, you know? So it was just. Beat them 5 0. 5 0 in the final, yeah. Amazing. Dead. So. <coughs> winning a World Cup then after as you said pressure being on because Ireland were defending champions it was on Irish soil winning a World Cup like I guess like for any sport like I know kind of we're saying pitch and put is a minority sport but for any sport winning a world yeah that, that must be the pinnacle though is yeah. it like it's that and to have achieved that kind of what you were in your what about 26 at that stage were you uh, 27 27 like yeah. to have achieved that at the age of 27 like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you still do <laughs> like that must have been an amazing feeling for you oh stop yeah as soon as, soon as we sort of won like I had, the whole family came out and they were all dressed up and they had all bleeding leprechaun suits and the <laughs> Irish flags everywhere Deadly. and I said to the two lads I said to the two lads and the team uh, John and Ray I said my family coming out here now I don't know what I want to come out with him but I know what I want to come out with something like. yeah. and they got a mini mini bus out and uh they all came out with their all their flags, the troy colours everywhere. And all was that what added, added pressure? Like, what, no, were, you, what not, were you like, say, really. the morning of a match? Or? I'd be nervous, like, but, yeah. but, you know, you sort of, you have to, you have, you have to believe in yourself, you know, you, you just sort of, you go on the ball for a while, all right, but <laughs> that'd be it. No, that's, <laughs> That no, that's, no, no, that's what I say, yeah. Uh, Feel no. Maudium instinct. That's what you need there. We never leave home without them. Uh, no, but uh, just once you get out playing, you had a, it was actually brilliant because Ray Houghton turned up oh, out of God. nowhere. Amazing. Yeah, because what happened was Ray Houghton was actually getting bunker lessons, like playing uh, in Elm Green, I think it was, and the taxi driver that was dropping him back had actually dropped the Chilean team to the, to the World Cup, and he was just chatting away to him and he said, oh, we meant to drop a few lads up to the, the car up there. Bring us up there, like, you know. Oh, and so we paid the taxi driver to stay with him and all, like, you know. Oh, that's brilliant. And he stayed for about, he was about an hour, an hour and a half, like, you know. After his one or just watching No, his? he was actually watching, the, it was the semi-finals and it was, it was gas because every time I took a shot, I was looking at him, he was looking. <laughs> Did you see that? It's Ray Clapping. It's Ray Clapping. Ray Clapping. One of the Dutch lads, <laughs> one of the Dutch lads goes to me, eh, uh, who was he? So he's the lad that put the ball in the English day. <laughs> <laughs> I started looking at me and said, what? Deadly. And you were looking at someone the high five. Oh, that's arguably the greatest answer oh, ever. Like. Deadly. Oh, you, were, you were good at the darts as well, weren't you? Yeah, hang, like, on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang, hang on. So Ray Houghton was watching you play. Yeah. When you sank a boardie, please tell me you'd done a tumble. They would have been mad. That's I me. Would, I would have done it if we were playing Italy. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Italian team, unfortunately. They wouldn't have liked them. 
Would uh, sorry, sorry, you're going to ask about darts there. Go on, sorry. Yeah, just have to get no, out. because you you got quite good at the darts as well, but you haven't played that in a while, have you? Um, no, it's sort of just with work. Like you know, you're you're playing on a Monday night. You boom, you be getting home two or three o'clock in the morning sometimes. So just sort of get that up. Maybe yeah. having um, a few points as well. Yeah, like it comes with darts, really. Like you know, yeah. well, you don't have to. Like a lot of younger lads now nowadays don't really drink. Like you know, you, you see the lads on the telly; they're not allowed to have the drink on the on the stage, right? Yeah. Like, you know, they have the water and all. You know, that's not saying they're not lot going out and playing. Yeah, you yeah. Jesus, remember like vodka. remember like you know, watching darts in the early nineties? They'd be allowed yeah. to have points, wouldn't they? Ah, yeah. They'd have their jars. Well, even the snooker players used to have. Yeah, it. I was say, yeah, I remember even snooker players used yeah. to have jars. He used to have an old Alex Higgins would be sitting there with his bleeding and the smokes and all that, yeah. smoking away. Yeah, not a bother. Seen the during the week about Steve Davis retiring? I thought he retired about ten years ago. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> well, he's so slow, and he was probably only got out now. You know. What <laughs> 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 um, so was, like. With all that going on, man, right, and as you said, like, amazing feeling, winning a World Cup and all that, was it around this time that you, you were having kind of, you know, because you've, you've, you've blog a lot and you talk a lot about kind of, you've had your problems in terms of gambling addiction and, and you've got help from PA to house and that kind of thing. Mm. So was that all going on in the background while all this was on? No, yeah, the whole time. Really? Yeah, the whole time. During the World Cup? That was Cup. the other pressure too. I think that's... It was actually, it, it was mad that weekend because yeah. when we were playing, we were staying out in Blanchetown Hotel out there and there was no one else, there. like there was all the players from the from the team and all were there, there was no family around with me, like you know, it was just myself and like there's no point in them staying up there, like you know, around yeah. down the road. So uh, when we came to the last day and I was smashed, I'd lost all my money, like you know. Gamble. Like, yeah, you know, and I was smashed and my mum came out and she was, you are right, like, you know, I said, oh, grand, yeah, she says, do you want the yarrow for money or not? I said, ah, just gives 50, like, you know, it's just as you, like, if you have it, you know what I mean, like, you know, yeah, just, yeah, just, just in case, like, we go out or something, like there was no full well that it was going out, like, you know, but, um, just take a bit of pressure off, it was just, like, when they're doing it, it's just, it's always there in the back of your mind, you know, yeah. It's 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 always there and I think that's why when we won we just broke down. We completely like I completely lost it like past me who is it? In two thousand and twelve? Yeah, yeah. In, no no I didn't say I had the problem then, like you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, just just all well, the pressure was just gone. I was gonna say, so the, the the pressure of all that then on top yeah, of the pressure uh, of the occasion. Exactly, yeah, yeah. When you actually won it was just this release almost, is that yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just Everything just came out, you know. And how long had it been going on before the World Cup? Like, how, lo- how long at that stage? I was always doing, doing it every week, you know. It was yeah. like from, I'd say from the early 2000s, maybe even earlier, like, you know. In school? Yeah, yeah see, when I was in school, I turned 18 in fifth year, I think. Right. And I was in a bus crash when I was about 10, 11, up and at the lock-in there. Mm. And... Um, I'd done damage to my left knee and uh, I ended up getting oh, I think it was 12,000 euros or something you know when you're 18 you have that in your bank you're just like well, I'm not working on going out in the base I'm going to do this with 12 like grand you know yeah <laughs> going down thinking, thinking you're bleeding Conor McGregor going out and buying a big Bentley or something you know <laughs> a few laps and paps <laughs> a few laps and that's it I was going out and paps and just buying everyone drinks now it's just you know, just thinking you're bleeding mad like you know yeah. looking back at it now like and then uh, anyway Coming up to sort of the end of school, I was down to my last few euro, you know. And I actually came down to my debs that I had to get a loan for my debs because I had no money. 
So they they didn't kind of you're looking for a loan for your debts mm. because you had spent the compensation. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and they didn't say like, "Oh, where's your twelve grand gone?" Well, I suppose it was over nearly a year, like you know. But like it was just gradually, like the twelve grand didn't all go on gambling, though, did it? No, 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 no. no. But was, was that when it, it was a good chunk? Is that it, when though. it started, though? It, I think that's where it sort of started getting to. Uh, a poor level, like you know. You must have went about eight years, did you? Without kind of saying to yourself, "This is a problem." Oh, longer, I'd say. Yeah. So, so what year is that? It's two thousand and say two thousand three. Yeah. So, so o- how, how only you, up until about three years ago, I really sort of clicked in my head that I had a problem. How are you hiding it? Um, just going into your room and not doing that. You know. Really. Yeah. It's. it's like everyone sees me and they just say, ah, there's JR, like, you know, happy go, lucky lad, like, you know what I mean? No, no mm. one sees behind all that, like, you know. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because, I mean, we went to Manchester, a group was went to Manchester, yeah. and yourself and yourself were on that trip. We had no idea, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, and that's, like, because it was a great week, you would have loved it. Great <laughs> went to, a, oh, never was a roller disco we went to. Billy Rocks. Billy Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Rocks in Manchester, the weirdest place oh, I've been goodness. in my life, man. All, all I remember is some bloke in the toilet asked me, do I want to do a parachute? I still don't know what a parachute is. <laughs> but someone chap in the jacks said, want to do a parachute, mate? No. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. But yeah, there was a good few of us on that. And obviously, yeah. so this would have been going on even around, because that would have been about, what, 2006, maybe 2007? Yeah, around that. Well, whenever Roy Keane came back with Sunderland, actually, that was the match. That was the match, actually. Yeah, you're oh, like on our South Square, I think, uh, yeah, retired that day. Yeah. And um, there was a good crowd was there, but like obviously that would have been going on at that time. And we hadn't a, a breeze, yeah, so but like that weekend, you know, I wouldn't have done that, and like, cause mm. I, like I wouldn't know my surroundings, you know what I mean, over in yeah. Manchester, or whatever. Like I wouldn't go out and go gambling over there, like just yeah. on a whole weekend over that. But like, it's not your surroundings. So give us what what is what would be like get paid on a Thursday, money gone on the Friday. Oh, even Thursday, yeah, yeah. Oh, many time, yeah. Like you, you go into work on the tours. They check your bank balance. You know, make sure you get paid. Come your break at ten o'clock in the morning, you'd be sort of saying, "Right, I'll go in and do, just do a bit or something." Like you know, go in and do a dog or something. There's always something on. Like you know, yeah. Are you even you go in and you'd look at some farm or something like on, in the in the racing pages, and you'd be like, oh, "I'll do that later on." Then you got back in at one o'clock or two o'clock, whatever time your lunch was, and. All the stuff you were talking about earlier, we're gonna do this, gonna do that. You do something else. You go up and do something stupid. I'll throw fifty on that just to get a head start here. Like you know, that's six to four five. Yeah, he'll win. Not even looking at the paper or anything. Like just, just purely driven by money. Like you know, driven by greed. Just looking at it. Like you know. Did you ever? Sorry, go on, go on. Did you ever have a big win that would that would even be saying to yourself? Right, I'm after winning X amount here, I'll just keep going? Or was it just a case that you were losing all the time? Oh, you'd win a few hundred, but like, I, was ne- I always said that to me. Like, I actually said to my mum earlier, I was like, did you ever know so, like, I was gambling? She said, no. Um, I never really. Well, I knew you'd have a bet, like, you know, but I never knew you were doing that, like, you know. I thought you would have got it when I was getting money off every bleeding Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, you know. <laughs> but, you know, to go to work, but like, it's just... 
it was um, as I said, you just go in and, and it could be gone in half an hour. It could be gone if it wasn't gone on the tour side, you'd be thinking of going in on the Friday. Yeah. And you, you know, some some weekends you win, you win a few hundred, and you you go out the weekend. Then come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, knowing that you're getting paid on Thursday, you're like, I'll try and win a few quid again, you know. Yeah. Every week was broke, like there was no saving, there was no nothing, like you know. Was it kind of like from from the sense of an addiction almost? Was it a kind of thing of the the lore you said there about greed? Like, so was it the lore of kind of like this is the one, or was yeah. it almost this thing of you were kind of chasing the money in the sense of I'll win that back, I'll win that back? Like, what yeah. kind of what was going? Through, like, was there stuff going through your head, or was it literally just you wanted to get the win kind of thing? Yeah, it's mad. Like, cause you always say. Never chase. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. You always say, like, um, never go chasing money or whatever, like, you know, we always hear people saying it. Yeah. Well, it's the first thing you do, like, as soon as you lose, like, when you hit that back, when you hit that back. And then you lose again, you're like, right, I'm not losing twice. I'm going to put on more now. Or... And, like, the mad thing was, like, there'd be days there when you're on your last Euro. And you'd be shouting, like, well, you wouldn't, I wouldn't shout the screen up. I'd be standing there, like, silently, like, you know, you might say, yeah, come on, like, the yeah. odd time or something. But, like, that last euro meant the same as what a hundred euro meant. Like, the thrill you get from it was yeah. the exact same, you know? Wow. It, it, it was, it's, it's actually bizarre looking back at it now, like, the way it was, so, you know? So the size of the bet was irrelevant. It was yeah, just it was, winning and losing. It like was just it was more winning and oh yeah go in and tell someone oh, I'm win a few quid you know mm. as you say you never hear anyone losing in the bookies do you that's true you yeah, know? That's, that's the thing like um, you know when you hear people saying stuff when they win stuff you know you never hear them when they lose yeah that's mad like it's just because even there you said like going back a little bit kind of that you kind of hit up with just going in your room not doing that, not yeah. that and not saying that so you build this kind of wall almost yeah big that obviously like, affected your mental health then as well oh definitely yeah yeah. So you literally you go home you close the curtains you close the door you'd, sometimes you even lock the door there's no one going to even get into me yeah. and uh, just lie there and just cry your eyes out you know really yeah you would like, it's not looking back at it now it's not the money that I lost it's the time I lost okay. you know it's like all the things I missed out on, like miss friends' yeah. parties, and you know when you're like eighteen or twenty-one, you're 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 missing all the twenty-firsts and all, like and yeah. and people will always say, oh, you're always making excuses and all. And I was like, I have to make excuses. I'm not believing money, like so I'm not the lose now. Yeah. I don't want to tell you, like you know what I mean. But, like there was, I think the first time it really hit home was about three years ago when I was out for my birthday, and we were out, we were up in the graduate in the Cloyne there. And there was about six or seven of us who, you know, have stakes at a and they all point in the match, you know. And uh, I said, oh, the first match is over two o'clock or whatever. And I said, oh, I'll go in the old bay. And we were days in January, so you can imagine it was freezing them. Yeah. You know, so I went in, done a bit. Uh, started, ended up staying there. And the matches had started, then the four o'clock matches started. And the lads would text me, so where are they? I'll be in two minutes, you know. I'd last every cent, you know. I said, I can't face them, you know. So we ended up walking home and the pissing the rain. Lashing. And uh, it was freezing now. And just that day, I think, it sort of clicked in my head that um, like, this isn't this isn't right, you know. And I actually went on to, I think it was boardsports.ie and I put a big post in the, in the horse racing section like saying, I'm addicted to gambling, you know. And so 
now not now on anyone on it like cause it's very anonymous like you know yeah. they, a few people sort of pointed me in a few different directions and all and I was like yeah 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 I'll do this I'll do that and ended up doing nothing so sort of stayed with me you know I, I never really opened up about it and I think as I was saying to Danny there about the, the European Championships this year like going to enjoy it this year because four years ago Northern were playing Spain and they were playing Croatia I was down on the beach bought my eyes out because I'd lost my money on the way into the, the pub and all my mates were in there having a great time and I went into the bookies just I just got that. a chill when you said that man I just got yeah. a real yeah. like, sad thrill yeah. or chill not thrill <laughs> chill like, like uh, that's mad. Uh, there's two things that so are, sad. There are two things that stand out to me. Like, one, it, it takes incredible balls and bravery to one stare the problem down and say I have a problem and face up to it, and then to actually talk openly about it as you are, man. Like, it's incredible. But to to kind of go as far as he did, like, to it, yeah, it takes incredible bravery, incredible fortitude to kind of stand up, face a problem. And to talk about it openly, but also to to know you've gone kind of to the brink there. So like you're talking about that day in particular. That so you went home, you posted on boards that he obviously the fact that it's anonymous, yeah, it maybe yeah. is what gave you that appeal because you're like there's no accountability, maybe yeah, or yeah, yeah. Like no one knows it's you, you know, and yeah, you start, and like that's that was only one thing. Like I kept on going, and was that, that the first time you said anywhere you have a problem? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. And like, and when you were doing it, did you feel in any way like is this the first step to recovery, or was it kind of you were saying it? I was saying it, but not meaning it. Sort yeah. of, I think you know. What was the walk oh. home? The, the walk home, you must have been just thinking. Oh, you're just sobbing to yourself, you know. What, what were the lads saying? Sorry, what were your mates saying? Like they, they had no clue what it. No, but well, like you, you would, you would oh, say that you would sp- plan to spend the day steak sandwiches, watch the football. You went into Paddy Power. You lost all the money, your money. Yeah. You didn't want to face them, so you walked home with the pissings around. Yeah. What was that? That must have been the longest walk home ever. It was one of them anyway. There was being many of them, you know. Um, there was one time I actually walked home from town, just from Dublin city centre, like the last time I only, you know. Just, you know, that's that's how it just gets here, you know. It just sort of, you go in, you're like, ah, no one knows me around here. It's grand, I can deal do this and they do that like and all of a sudden what happened was we'd taken out all my money out of my bank card but there was still money in it but you couldn't use it because you only have a limit or something like that oh, you know yeah. they didn't have all their, their scanners back like they do up now you know you couldn't get cash back and all that sort of stuff then mm-hmm. I don't think but probably could have <laughs> my head was so fried that it never yeah. even occurred to me you know and uh, yeah we ended up walking home from town one day you know madness and like there was another time it's only about three years ago, Christmas three years ago. I'd uh, saved up. I'd stopped sort of gambling for a good while and uh, sort of relapsed a little bit, you know, and uh, went out to get all the Christmas presents and all. And uh, ended up stopping in Black Rock, went into Debenhams or something. And like, I didn't even know what I was going to get. I got yeah. like, all the presents in my head, like, what, what am I going to get, like, you know. But I went in there, like, knowing that none of them were there, just jumped off the dart and walked up and on the way back I said I'll just go in here like into I don't know the book is there end up losing all my money there as well like you know and it's just madness like two to two two yeah shop and spend the money yeah and then we got presents and all we ended up getting along like to 
But like that's all it was. It was constantly just getting loan after loan after loan. And it was never into the like five figures or nothing like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like a couple of grand maybe here and there, but like you'd pay it off and you know, it was just mad. Yeah. What was the feeling like down Colony Beach you mentioned there? What like Ireland are playing, your mates are in the Oigo and you're down Colony Beach. Yeah, um, I remember it was incredible lonely. It was the day Ireland played Spain. It was actually that was the um, it was actually lashing rain as well. That was another time. I was actually wearing this bleeding top, but um, yeah, it was just standing there, you know, sort of like the walkway at the. And it was just standing there. It was lashing. The wires are crashing and all. And like this, the middle of our bleeding summer. It's lashing rain here, like you know. And uh, I remember I had some little crappy phone, and I was actually I actually recorded myself. Shouting at myself. That's like yeah. that's, it's just mad. It's it was just. And do you know why? Why, you, why do they do it again? Why do why do we keep on doing it? Why do we? I always make the wrong decision. Why do I do this? Why do I do that? You know. It's just, and like just do you know why you record? Was that recording so that you think maybe know. I'll play I, this back to myself and I'll, yeah, I'll learn? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know why I actually done it. Yeah, it was um, it was bizarre. Like it's it just. Just even thinking back in the now, like, like, why did they do that? I haven't a clue, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Why did you walk to the beach just to avoid going home, was it? I had thoughts in my head of jumping in, you know? Now, I'd never believed I was actually going to do it, you know, that sort of way, but I was like, oh, I just wanted to end this. I wanted to just. Were, were you ever suicidal during any of this? Like? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the reason I ended up in Pierre House last year was it's just over a year now. Um, I was out, um, I'd sort of stopped gambling for a while, Yeah. then sort of edged my way back in, I used to hide around places, I used to go out to, down to Glassdale, I used to go away from wherever my dad could be, like, or so you anyone in my family, you, wouldn't, you, know, you yeah, wouldn't be spotted, I wouldn't like, be known, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, my dad's from Glassdale, there's me going down to Glassdale, thinking <laughs> no one's going to see me, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, he actually caught me one day, not actually physically catching me, he actually... I just throw my wallet on the, the table or something and the dar ticket came out and he was like, What are we doing, Glass Deal? I was like, You gambling me? And I was like, Oh shit, yeah, uh, what do I say to him? Um, this is before you went to pay the house? Yeah, this yeah. before now, you know. And uh was there was there an admission to your family before you went to pay the house? Yeah, yeah. There was. Yeah. So um, it was that morning, that morning, like literally that morning, like I tried well. Like I say, tried to commit suicide. I don't know if I had the balls to do it, but in my head I was thinking really, really hard of doing it. And like I sent out a few texts to a few people and saying, like, basically saying, "You're good boys." I'd, I'd actually written no and left it on my bed. Like no one even knew I'd left the house. Like Jesus. my mum ma- and dad would be sitting down in the sitting room. And they thought I was up in bed. Like you know, crept down. Down the stairs and was this so? Was it night time, day time? Yeah, just it? like it's about twelve o'clock at night. I'd say. Right. Um, it was sort of into the early hours then. I think it was about two o'clock in the morning when my dad actually came up and collected me after my sister rang me. Um, like I text her like she was actually down in Wexford and she was on her eyes out. What are you doing? Like you know. And uh, what did you say in the text? Honestly, I can't remember. I think I've yeah. just I've had enough or something. I've had enough of this, and just just want to say goodbye or something like that. You know, I don't. I honestly can't remember. Yeah. yeah. I actually still have to say so now at home. You know, Cause my actual counselor in Pierre, I said keep that. 
I'm just look at it if you show how far you've come. Yeah, yeah. It was like um she rang me anyway and she's like my sister has her little kid and got on great with her, like, you know, and so like, just think of her and think of all the people, like just think just think basically, you know, just just don't do anything stupid. Like I'm gonna ring that, don't do anything else, don't like, get off the bridge, I was up the bridge, you know, at the the N eleven. You know, just at the Tassie, you know the bridge there. Yeah. Oh, but at the hospital. At the hospital? No, not the one at the hospital, the one further on down where the actual cars like. Oh, so at the M50 coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the way up to Cherrywood there. And I was on top of the bars, like, you know, and just hopped over, like, and I was just looking down below, like, saying. How was that cars going, boy? Yeah, there was, yeah. There was cars just going, boy. Now, I was in all black. Right. So people couldn't see me. And uh, purposely, like yeah. in, in head, like I'm like, I don't want anyone to see this. I don't like, I just walked. Oh, I actually walked out and I was heading towards the beach. And I got to the Ballyrack village and I turned back down and I walked up towards Cherrywood. Then, and, um, yeah, we were just standing there, just looking down. And I was actually holding on for dear life, if that makes any sense. Yeah, thinking you're going to kill yourself and you're holding on for dear life, you know. But, um, yeah, you're looking down and you just see the. You'd see the two roads on both sides, you see the grass, and then you see the, the metal part in the middle, you know, the barrier. And I started saying, right, what side do we fall here? Do we, do we jump onto the barrier so there's no chance of me coming back? Do we jump on the grass so maybe someone will listen to me then? Or do we jump on the road and just, that's the end of it, like, you know? It, it was, it's mad, like. Um, so, as I was over there, um, my sister rings me anyway, and... She was just basically taught me down, you know. And <laughs> looking back at it now, like, yeah, as I was getting back over, I nearly fucking slipped. <laughs> you know, probably not a funny thing, but like, you know, it's just. Yeah, that was important. I was like, I'm going to accident, you know. Yeah. But like, uh, gallows humor there, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I walked down then to the down to the pitch and put then. My dad picked me up there and just went home. My other sister came up from uh my other sister, she was staying in Bray, I think, at the time. She's from Rexford. Or had she, you, she's had, you had a drink that night at all or? Yeah, I'd had a couple, yeah. So yeah. okay. You I'd had a couple just out for Sun Sunday, like just have hour. I think it was actually a bank all the Monday. Right. Uh, I had a few points. Um and uh yeah, just next morning, my other sister came in, and I just, like, my dad, just, just that that morning when we went home, my mom and my dad were just like, what's wrong, what's going on, like, you know? And I just broke down, like, said, look, I owe loads of people money, I owe this, I owe that, I, I haven't stopped gambling, I've been just constantly down, like, you know, just been avoiding you, and, like, I think deep down they knew something was wrong, but they just didn't want... Yeah. to say it or they didn't want anyone to know or I don't know like it, it's such a such a hard thing for anyone to sort of know what's going on because yeah. it's a silent you know it's it's well, the mentality as well isn't it it's yeah like, is it was it the kind of head in the sand mentality yeah I think so um, like sure look at Leo Bradcar today like is that the cutting all the the health um, mental health one and yeah, yeah, yeah you know ridiculous it was, was thirty five thousand or something some, I, 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 I wasn't I just sort of flicked through it like you know and I think that's sort of like 
It's great at a time where this country is screaming out for people to be positive yeah, and to look at it and say, there's mm. help there, lads. Never be afraid to speak up. And yeah. then you hear about possible cuts to mental health well, services. Uh, we, we'll bring it back next year, he says, or something like that. You know, or 27. Yeah, next year, yeah. Crazy. Well, like, it's, like I, I'm in awe of your bravery, man. And I know that might sound almost patronising or something, but I don't mean it to be. I'm actually, like... We had Caroline McGregor from Suicide Survive on this podcast yeah, yeah. Uh, before Christmas, a little while ago. Um, if you haven't heard that chapter, check it out. Pa- Caroline's absolutely brilliant. And um, she spoke very openly about it. And I, I remember kind of dis- I had the same kind of thing of like, well, it's impossible for me to, to put myself in your position, obviously. Like, But at the same time, I can only imagine what would have been going through your head and, and mm. like, even that frightens me. So for you to have come back from that is incredible. Like mm. it really, really is. Like I'm, I'm genuinely in awe of this. Like, um, and a lot of that now is down to Peter the House, though. Peter yeah. the House are unbelievable. Like you know, yeah. Was right. it th- was it that morning you had the chat with the family and you just you came clean with everything? Yeah. Is it you just simply went online and said, right, who can I, who can help me? No, well, my sister, she actually works in the Johnny Gods there, and um, she. Asked one of our friends, like, is our spot like we can go, like, you know? And through her contacts, she got me into Peter House literally that afternoon, like, you know? So, um. Uh, that tra- afternoon, really? That, yeah, yeah, it was that quick, like, you know? So, like, well, well yeah. it was a, supposedly a serious case, like, you know? They, yeah. they thought, like, you know? Yeah. Um, so, we got out there anyway, and I had to say, like, just uh, as soon as you walk in, like, the, the, the love and care. You know, just someone opens the door and they're like, oh, come on. You know, do you want a cup of tea? It's just real homely and all. Like, you know, like you had an issue. No, no, it was just, but then you walk in and you walk, it's just like, it's normal house like out in Lucan, you know, it's normal. It's a bit larger than like our houses, (laughs) you know, not cost a lot of crime like the ED now when you think about it. But, um, yeah, you walk in through the house and they have a little reception and then you walk in, there's like a, like a green room and then you you walk out into the back and as it's walking through you, you, everyone looks at you you know and you're you're sort of looking around saying have they got a problem has, has he got a problem has she got a problem like, yeah like you just you just because everyone's just so normal you you just don't see it you know you and like all them are sort of obviously had different issues you know well we went out the back it was actually a nice day and Anyways, called in then, um, yeah, we came out, just, um, Sandra was her name, uh, you sort of get a questionnaire, you fill out for about 20 minutes, a half an hour, and one of the things on it is like, how suicidal are you? On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being, like, worst case scenario, and 1 obviously being least, um, and I put 1, and she says, why do you have 1 written there? And it says, oh, I'm at that front and life out myself already. I said, oh, I don't think I'll ever do that. Um, and she said, uh, <laughs> Alright. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought I was bringing a tear to your eye there a second. <laughs> <laughs> Itchy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah, it was just. And then, she, as we sort of talked along, like she was saying, like, like obviously you have to come back. Like you, you're not. You, you think you are. Your head's all right, but it's not. You know, we, like 
I'm sure most people probably say, look, oh, I'm a one, you know what I mean? And, but yeah. the more you start to talk to them, the more you feel it's going up. But, like, it's... Oh, right, yeah. You know, they, 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 they get things out of you, and they're sort of saying, oh, well, They're obviously saying, no, you're not a one. Yeah, you're, 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 you're more than that. You know, last night. I don't think it was ever a ten. Mm. Even the night when I was on the thing, I don't even think it was a ten. I, 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 that was a cry li- for help, was it? I think so, yeah. You know, the more I think about it, like, I think... I don't think I had the balls to do it, but... So how long did you stay in Pieta House for? It was um, eight weeks. And you, uh, you sleep there or not? No, 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 no. no. You, you drive out, like, you know. Oh, um, right. like, my family now, fantastic. And I have to say, like, even at work and all, like, like, I tell my boss, like, what happened, you know, and he was, he's like, sorry, like, you know, real supportive. And any time you need off, just let me know and let me know the dates. And, like, we ended up having, uh, I think it was two meetings for the first four weeks, Um you go in and tell you just the stuff they draw out of you. Just and it'd be stuff from like years ago that you'd never even think of. Yeah. There was there was like one time when I was playing pitch and put, um the All Ireland, uh, the inter counties. We were uh, we were actually ten shots behind Cork going into the in this like the All Ireland inter counties biggest biggest championship of the year basically as a team like you know, and Cork had like the number one team in the country that won. I think 12 of the last 13 all Ireland's like you know they're, they're unbelievable players like and we were 9 or 10 shots behind and by the time I was out last for Dublin I was sort of the, the anchor man you know and uh, I played a savage round like you know I was playing with John Walsh he, he'd done a super score he was, I think it was 23 under for there for 36 holes like you know Jeez, which is uh, and I was only 2 shots behind him counting to the last but as it turned out, all our lads had played unbelievable and we were actually going to the last one ahead. And uh, now I didn't know at the time, like we started, we were getting mixed messages, you know, like, oh, we're one ahead, we're one behind, we're all square, you know. And uh, it hit a perfect shot, I'll never forget it. And so I thought, and it was just literally less than a foot too long and ended up coming down off the green and I duffed the chip and ended up taking a four. And uh, he knocked in his putt and they they won by a shot. And it was one of the first things I said to Sandra when I was in there. And as soon as I said it, it was just everything went, you know. I bawled my eyes out, like, you know. Over that? Over that one thing. Because I'd never said it to anyone. Like, people knew. I, I, like, uh, I took it hard, like, you know. I took it really, really hard, you know. It was more so looking at the other lads and saying, I let them know. And like we, our boss, like he's, uh, well, he's a manager, um, Anthony Malone, he, like, I don't know, I'm not sure what age he is, he's in his 50s or something, but I've never seen him, a man cry as much and it's just, he couldn't even talk and just seeing his face, just the worst thing. You had pressure, like you felt a lot of pressure on you, yeah. did you? Well, no, it wasn't even the pressure. It was just, I was always afraid of what what were people saying about me. Like, is he is he a bottler? Is he, uh, is he like like? I've been second in three All Irelands now, but like, not once did I ever feel I should have won it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was up to me to win it. It was not like it was like everyone else played brilliantly like, to win them, 
But this was the one time I had it in my hands, you know? Yeah. And I sort of, well, I wouldn't say, well, I did blow, blow it, like, you know? And it, it was just, that was on my mind. And that actually set me off a bit gambling-wise as well, because I was feeling real down after it, you know? And through the winter, you just, just every night, you know? It was just like, every night you're leaving work, it's dark, and you're just going straight to your room, and just everything just closes in on you, you know? That's like incredible because even that you're telling the story again, you're getting you're getting a bit emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I, don't, I always think about it. It was something always just stuck in my head, you know. That was the one time we really had them, like you know. Yeah. We haven't had a chance since because last year it was, it was sort of rained off. Now Cork won it again, like. But so you must so. have been thinking about that for years. Yeah, yeah. And then when you spoke to Pierre House, your your counsellor in Pierre House, it kind of just weighed off your shoulders? Yeah, it was, yeah. But it was something that was rude in my head, but I never thought it was actually in my head, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, was like, it was like a bad thought that just resonated in the back of your mind. And yeah. It was just always there, and it was always getting you down, you know? Now, obviously talking now, like a little bit teary right over, over it, like, but yeah. I can take it now do you know what I mean whereas then I used to bottle it in yeah like I wouldn't cry or I wouldn't say it you know it's it's powerful though obviously because I mean like very powerful like, like it, even as it's a minority sport it means so much to so many people you know yeah I was gonna say like that's the thing though if you're involved in something like and there is for other people an emotional attachment mm. you're gonna be sucked into that emotion regardless I'd imagine like yeah, and that's yeah. obviously kind of what happened there and like even listening to that, and again, I'm saying I'm kind of like this. This is this is incredible. Like it, it, it's it's incredibly normal though as well. Which is yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm trying to in some way compare it to something I would have like. And the only thing I can think of is that we had um, when I pl- when I played football with Bally Brack, You know, we we won the cup. I think it was three times, but we never won the league. We always bottled the league. And I remember there was one match in particular where it came out the last, and we'd been the second last match of the season, um, and I played absolutely shy, played absolutely gig, and because I was the goalkeeper, you know, if you make a mistake, it's there for everyone to see. Like you know, like a midfielder might lose the ball, but scape it's not the end goal, of the world. Nah, look, it's actually really funny you say that because one of the memories she actually brought up, out of me, and I forever I'll never forget it. I don't know why it ever came out of me it was yeah. like playing under lines for lock and sound right yeah. and the manager back then was neighbour of mine Bobby Kane. Bobby um, Kane, yeah, yeah. R.I.P yeah yeah. Um, yeah Bobby was the manager and as I was the goalkeeper he was like make sure when you're kicking the ball out kick it out to the wings All the time, classic you know? advice for the goalkeeper classic, especially when you're nine years old you know you kick it ten yards you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't give it a strike. I was two yards in front of you, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and we were—I think we were. Le- oh, I'm not sure if we were leading or drawing or something. And it was in the last couple of minutes, and he kicked down the middle, and they scored. And she brought that out of me, and I was like, "That's like that's thirty. No, that's twenty odd years ago. Like, yeah. why am I thinking of this now? Like, and she was like, "That's been in your head there now, and that's been that's a factor for you." actually being down and I was like how like you know it's just how do people do like and it's just 
it's the amount of respect you have for them. Like it's just how do you do that? Like it's just mad. Yeah, like like it's, it's, it sounds absolutely brilliant, and it sounds like th- and you speak so highly of what Pierre House have done for you. Oh yeah, it's incredible. Like yeah. um, so, well, at the end of the eight weeks, how did you feel? Like did you feel oh, cured or? I use inverted commas there because, as as Caroline had always said, the air quotes, as Caroline always says, like, it's a daily thing to look Mm. after your mental health. So, I don't think anyone is cured. Yeah, yeah, looking. You have to look after yourself from day to day. Yeah. But how did you feel after the eight weeks? I felt great, you know. Like, there there was a couple of times, like... She'd asked me to write out a couple of things, and I'd read them to her, and she'd read them back, read them back to me. The time I actually brought out me um, suicide now, yeah. the, the note, she actually read it back to me, and then I I started to read it to her. Then and I was, why am I reading, reading it to you? And she's like, just like you actually read that when you were at your worst. And like it was a gr- like brilliant little piece she said like you know what I mean it's like what do you mean like you know I said like, you're a good little writer now like you you should do something and I was like don't didn't think that of it like you know she said like she was trying to get me to start up a Facebook page and stuff like that and about just having men on it like you know yeah and I was just oh, no I'm not doing that like you know what I mean I don't, I don't want to I'm not I'm not a therapist like you know I don't want to deal with other people. Yeah. Now, I know it sounds selfish but like it's just I don't have the professionalism like I don't know the ins and outs I don't know how you're doing this to me yeah. do you know what I mean like so why why am I why should I do this but like by the end of it it was like I could do something here now it's is that why you got the blogs was uh, in a way I, I wanted to do the blog a long time but I just never had it sort of in me to, I think a lot of people knew I was in Pieta House, you know, and um, we'd never really sort of talked about it, you know. And then yeah. I was watching um, Brezzy's uh, TV show, Iron Man, yeah, uh, about the four people with mental health issues, like you know. And I think it was the second week where uh, one of the lads was actually talking to his parents, and it just struck in my head, like you know, that's just like who he was, you know, and. Uh, that's when I just I actually started crying and uh, I said look I'm just going to write something I'm just going to put it out there just, just take a bit of, I don't even know if there's any weight on me so I, was, uh, I just, just wanted to get it out and yeah. just write a few things about it and uh, I wrote the first one and the response was unbelievable like you know yeah. I was actually getting messages from people in Saudi Arabia and all like it was just yeah. how, how would you even find this you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. but like they were incredibly Powerful pieces, like, and because I, I remember, I think it was actually you text me, I think, saying, Did you see JR's blog? Yeah, and when he said, J- and I know we were joking earlier on, I actually thought he meant JR from WWE, <laughs> like, and it just happened to be on Facebook and seeing somebody had shared the real it. JR, yeah. and uh, I read it, and I remember thinking at the time, This is something that one has been composed amazingly well, like, this is something that somebody has put that literally put their heart into, but. You, you conveyed it and you portrayed everything, man, so so well that like after reading, it, and I'm not saying this to be facetious in any way or to, to blow smoke up your arse. After reading, it, I actually remember sitting back and like just holding the phone, going, "Fucking hell, that's mm. they are like." That's, I sent it to everybody. You know what mm. I mean? I, it's, I, 
I loved the structure of it was yeah. I loved that and I don't want to sound bad but I loved that it was a piece a blog after you'd received counselling hmm. as opposed to nearly a cry for help blog yeah 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 because I've read those cry for help blogs mm. and I've been left incredibly sad and it's like oh yours is like a bit of both it was like the start I've been there and I've done that been there here's your chance to read me yeah if if people haven't seen them yet what what, what is your actual yoke it's jrkrangle at wordpress.com I think yeah We'll, we'll, sure, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll share it like, with this, Annie. We'll share it with this podcast. Like, anyway. I do be on Twitter as well. It's at John Oscrangle, like you know. Yeah. yeah. But, um, he listens to this podcast. He knows how to plug the oh, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I just, yeah. I, I, I read it and I was like, yeah. WTS podcast. Just get that out there, you know. I read it and I was, I was kind of going, one, it's incredibly brave, but there was like a start, middle, and end, and I was like, yeah, this is this is what's after happening to me. I'm after getting the help, and this is how this is my journey going forward, type of thing. I just thought it was incredibly yeah, powerful. There, there's there's a blog awards that happen every year, like and I, gen, if you don't put yourself forward for it, man, I'm going to put it forward because generally when I read them, I am, delete it the force some way. You did not, you did not, did you? I swear to God, yeah. Ah, you're joking. Completely done it by accident. I was, I was I was actually posting the last one. I yeah. think I've only done four or something like that. Yeah, there's been three or four. Yeah, I've definitely read like, three of them anyway. So like, the first one is deleted. I think so, yeah. But most of that is like, actually, I was on to uh, Lust for Life, yeah. which is a Brezzy sort of mental health sort of uh, website, you know? Yeah. And they have personal stories, and I was just reading them. I was like, ah, I'll post that to them, like, you know, and see if I can. Like, just, just generally just wanted to get yeah. it out there and say to other people like it's Do you it's feel there, like you like, want to help other people now with your experience yeah yeah today? like I find it very hard to talk about it but typing it out or writing it I, I feel like it flows a lot easier than talking yeah, about it yeah. like, well you've just talked like, for about the half hour about it with the more it's been an with hour. amazing um, <laughs> kind like, of like, there you go I think it's just a self confidence thing maybe I, I, I don't know I just don't feel like I can talk to a crowd or something oh, do, do you know what well, I mean I just yeah. uh, I still have that thing in my head like I'm not a therapist like I, yeah. I, I don't I haven't studied this I don't know I'm just telling you my story and that's like, if it helps people if it helps people, people great you know what I mean yeah. like so where where are you at now? Well, it's actually it's just over a year now since I've had a bit. Um, since, since you've had a bit, yeah, yeah, and like it's, it's just over a year now since I well started in Peter House would have been Tuesday week gone, I think. Um, yeah, and now look, I actually had someone talking to me today from Athlone. He's doing a community broadcast for them about gambling, and uh, I actually met him today for another. Sort of interview, sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Media, uh, you are. Oh, no, yeah. Here's those things we're getting an exclusive out of. Well, we were getting a JR exclusive. I would usually be able for his will, anyway. Yeah. You know? Make sure you delay <laughs> like, his. Yeah, it's just, I said the same thing to him. It's like, just getting the more, like, if one person hears it, great. Or reads it, great, you know, if it helps one person, it's, it's like, 
it's it, it's great for me to to see someone start to say, yeah, look, I've read that. It's great, you know. Yeah. There's there's no um, you the last year. Have you had any sudden urges to gamble or? Oh, I've always had urges to do you, it. I even in school, I always known you as into your horse racing. Yeah, yeah. Like. Do you still watch horse racing? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's you're you're okay that you you you're not betting. Yeah, yeah. As I said, it's just like a, a little flick of a switch. It's just gone off in the head, and I don't think I would ever put myself or my family or any friends through yeah. that again. Brilliant. It's just like I feel. I'd say I can't think of the word, but you just feel. It's gone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just, you know, that's not to say, you know, they probably do the lotto the odd time, you know. Just yeah. Sometimes you just need to maybe just get a little sport. Yeah. That be, you know. And that would be your lot like, of, the lotto. It's like having a cheat meal if you're on a diet, you know, which is like in spice bags, you know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so your cheat meal is uh, the lotto. Yeah, but not even, not necessarily, like, you know, just, just sport them out. Ah, just gives two lines there for the lotto, like, you know. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Do you think how easily accessible gambling is for people? Is is did that play a part? Or do you think that's a problem for people? Or oh, big time, yeah. It's even mean, more so than when I was doing it, like you know, yeah, with cause smartphones. I was gonna say apps are everywhere. Yeah. It's so easy to just log in online and like and that kind of not thing. only that, like the the techniques that they use, like mm. in like even. One of the bookmakers last week was putting stuff up about the Masters, you know, like, and yeah. it was a video from seven years ago, and there was people saying, oh, I got to back him, you know? Yeah. And it was like, like, I don't know, farm, like, you'd no chance of winning, you know? But Nostalgia does amazing things for people. Yeah, it, but like, people didn't even realise it was seven years ago. It was yeah. The way it was put out was like, that happened today. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? And people were like, oh, jeez, that's an amazing shot. I'm going to throw a few quid in him. Like, you know, he's 501. How the hell? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? How it's can he play a shot like that and not win? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But like, it's just little things like that they do. And they just, yeah. we're gonna it, it's advertising everywhere. Like, oh, you know. stop. It is. It's huge. We're going to know. Does it affect you? It doesn't affect you, does no, it? No, no. And like, you it's mad. Like, no, no. Like, I've had friends like that, that you gamble like say we were in having a few drinks or something and like I'm going to do a bit and do you want that done I don't know grand like you know like yeah. I wouldn't say like, no no I'm not gambling you know what I mean like only in your face like yeah yeah, yeah. like what you understand like people have like have to get a little bit of a thrill themselves like you know they like and a lot of people can do it and do it well like you know gamble like and be very sort of um what's the word uh Almost like, pragmatic about it. They they know they have a limit. Yeah, they have a limit, and they're, they're very um, professional, like in doing it. Like, and yeah. they wouldn't. They they know their limits, basically. You know, very, they, very disciplined. Yeah, disciplined. Of, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I was here a couple of lads like that do the odd bet, but they they're very smart in the way they do it. It's not yeah. it's not about getting that one big win straight away. It's just using using the techniques around it you know and there's a lot of lads yeah. like that and like when you're in the pub you, like, if you're up there on a Friday night the lads are running in and out every two minutes and that's you start to look at them and say that's what I used to be like why, what? why, why would you even come to the pub like, yeah. mm-hmm. do you know what I mean you're only in here having a sub your point and you're going straight out to the bookies and then you're back in having another sip yeah, and you have, yeah it's just like you're like a yo-yo you know yeah. it's, Madness, it's like. mad like it's just I suppose we, we should say as well like I mean if if there are people who are having any of these problems, obviously 
the, the bookies in fairness but they do have that whole self-exclusion thing yeah and, and I was I was self-excluded but I still done it yeah you know yeah Smart. like the one like the local ones I, I, my dad actually came down um, I was working in Dalky and uh, on my lunch I'd lost my money just, just over a year ago now like and uh, we ended up going he went into the bookies and he got the farm and all your I don't even think he took a photo or something. I thought they were supposed to take a photo anyway. Um, so oh, I always sort of stayed away from the Paddy Power. Because I'd know the girls, uh, you know the people yeah. that work there. And yeah. they'd know your face and like they know your bird. But like, if you went just even down to Mulleary or something, like you might miss them. But the people working there wouldn't have a clue. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's like they don't have a database here. <laughs> when I first done it, like, I was like... I take up my picture now on there, Paddy Power, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah, it was just you, you try and avoid things, and I, I got myself self self excluded, like you know. But still you still find ways around it, you anyway, know. Yeah. And like, there's so many different Paddy Power, no, sorry, Paddy Power, but like, there's so many different bookmakers out there now online. Mm. Yeah, that it's so easy to just set up. And like most of them just draw you in like with all these little special offers. Free and bets and all. Free bets and you know, especially the likes of Cheltenham and all like yeah. people in work there or people that I know that are just don't have a clue, don't have a notion like I'm not saying I'm an expert at it. Mm. But like they're signing up just to be part of the week or whatever, like, you know. And uh like then that's where it all stems from. It all yeah. starts there, like, it's, you know. Yeah, it, it it's it's almost frightening kind of in, in the sense of the power that they have and I'm not looking well, I mean I say this to somebody I, I gambled myself you know obviously yeah, yeah. like and um, as you said like if, if somebody can can do it and they can do it in a way that's not going to affect them and all that like look, whatever but I just think it is kind of frightening when you look at the, the measures this country's gone to and the measure that a lot of countries have gone to they've, they've banned alcohol sponsoring things they've banned mm. tobacco sponsoring things but Gambling remains a huge thing. The marketing behind it, yeah, very influential. Oh, it's huge, like, you're you watching know, a film nowadays, and it come, comes on who's going to yeah. die next or something, <laughs> one to two or something. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like half time at a match, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah Ray Winston coming. Ray Winston coming on. Wayne Rooney. Hello, Giza. Nice <laughs> <Yeah>. Hello, Giza. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's little yeah. things like that. You know, it is. It's it's shrewd, shrewd marketing. Like mm. they know exactly what they're doing, and but like, um, even now, like I watch the racing on a Saturday afternoon or something on Channel Four to be on. When the race is just about to start, they cut off for 30, 40 seconds and they have the prices and Paddy Power's doing this and yeah. Yeah. basically this book is doing this or William Hill or whatever. They're doing this special. Like If you do a bet now, you get the next race free or something. Like, you know, it's just literally, like not only horse racing, it's every spot. No, it's everything. You know, it's spot, everything. You know? Are you still um, in contact with Peter House? Um, not really, no. No, no I, I, I wanted to go back um, a couple of weeks ago, like from the one year anniversary, and yeah. give them something, you know. Um, what I ended up doing, we ended up just we entered the darkness into light there, like you know, we get them a few quid over that, like as well. And so the darkness into light is a walk, is it? Yeah, it's the walk. They, they, well, there are, I think there's ninety of them now this year in the. In Ireland there's alone. Melbourne yeah. as well. There was four in Australia last year and there was yeah. four in America and then there was four in London and there was three somewhere else, can't think. But um yeah. over a hundred venues across Ireland it says this year. Over a hundred, is it? A hundred venues yeah. across Ireland and beyond lined up as well. It's incredible. Yeah. 
It's really, an incre- it's, it's, what, what's the experience like doing that? Because you did it last year. That you? was the first year I'd done it, you know. And I was still in Pieta when when we done it, like, you know. And a lot of my friends got involved and my sister and uh, a couple of my cousins and all got involved. And it was just, it was, it was real surreal. Like, it was just, everyone's there for someone. Do you know what I mean? Everyone yeah. knows someone that's yeah. done something. Yeah. And it was just real relaxed and it's five K, like no one's no one's doing a leg around it, you know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone's just strolling around with their, their little electric oil and lamp and just having a, yeah. a bit of crack with each yeah. other and like, but it was real sombre, like, you know, it was just and then as you walk down, like we done it in Bray and you walk out the seafront it's it's pitch black. But then you come back around and you come down by the Carlisle like by the harbour bar there, under the bridge, and when you come on under the bridge it's it's hard to Lights. the dawn is breaking yeah, you know what I mean yeah. and it's a it's beautiful experience you know it was, it was really really good and to have all the mates and all there was it was it was brilliant deadly yeah, you know the yeah, friends have been great for you haven't they oh fantastic you know yeah. what I mean and like you really do know who your friends are like when something like this happens you know and we've been lucky enough now you know to to have the lads there like you know and this year they said that like that's the one thing they all want to do, you know. The yeah. uh, it's an now. Yeah, so I think that's what it's become. Yeah. And even now, more more family want to get involved, and I think there's sixteen or seventeen of us doing it now this Brilliant. year. You know, if people do want to uh, get involved with darkness into light, um, it takes place on Saturday the seventh of May. Mm. Um, it's what was it quarter past four in the quarter morning? Past four in the morning. Yeah, I've yeah, done it last year and I went straight to work. <laughs> 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 we actually drove up to uh, McDonald's in Carrick Moyens. To, to you know, get, it, get, get, get the old breakfast and you out there, you know, and your man, yeah. he didn't know what to do when he seen about 20 people walking in. It's like, this is supposed to be easy, yeah. you know. But not only that, there was a load of people came in at us, and your man had to call in three or four more people, like, you know, yeah. just to get rid of all of us. I hope if McDonald's and Carpoints have any more sense, they'll know this year, the yeah. Saturday, the 7th of May. Expect, expect a flurry, lads. <laughs> yeah, should be uh, listening to this. Yeah, yeah, Mac Flurry. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, look, Pieta House. Uh, the website is dil.pieta.ie. Darkness into light.pieta.ie. And Saturday, May seventh this year. And uh, so that's just about two weeks away. Yeah, just yeah it is. It's just yeah. sixteen days. I think it was. Yeah, so um, it will be thirteen days when this is going out. Um, so, but yeah, as you said, supported by Electric Ireland. Quarter past four in the morning to start, and the finish line then is just as you'll cross the line. They describe it really well, actually, uh, crossing the line. And then, as you said, like when you came under the bridge, and that's when it was starting to look. Yeah. It's definitely something it was that. Like just, I think last year, Marley Park, they had to, t- to stop taking entries. Yeah, they did. Because yeah. the safety fears, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, me and Brock tried to get stuff for Marley Park last year. Yeah. It's, all yeah. it's, an amazingly, it's all It's an amazingly positive <laughs> thing um, oh, to come brilliant. out of all this, and it's absolutely brilliant. But look, JR, we're just out of time, man. But in all honesty, it's been amazing hearing about your journey because mm. it, it is an amazing thing. And I think anybody who's listened to it, anybody who's read your blogs, or anybody that knows you, will completely agree and say that you are a credit to the parish. And <laughs> I say that to everybody, but like, you know what I mean? Hearing something like that and to hear how far you've come, and then something as simple as writing that blog, and as you said, if that touches one person, like. Yeah. You know that makes all the difference. Um, just one more time. What, what's the JR Crangle WordPress JR, at WordPress dot com? Yeah, JR Crangle on Twitter. Yeah, no, John Ross Crangle. Sorry, John Ross Crangle. The whole name in there. Oh, that the, the, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 
fuck the 140 characters I'm yeah, yeah. Full yeah. we're going all the way yeah <laughs> no one no one ever no one ever tags me you know <laughs> um, I know if, if there is anybody uh, and we said the same we had Caroline on if there is anybody who uh, thinks they're going through any kind of anything at the moment that you know they feel they'll benefit from some sort of help just speak out get in touch with somebody and you know I think that's the thing yeah just talk you know you'd be, look, you'd look be amazed you'd be amazed what just talking does yeah. Yeah. even you know. even you talking tonight sounds like you're actually now enjoying talking about yeah, yeah. talking about it if that Sounds does that sound a bit strange? Well, I no, 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 there, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, 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 I know what you're saying, yeah, yeah, like, you, like, even just like, as I said, like, it was a confidence thing about not talking, and yeah, I think the more you sort of say it, you speak you, incredibly well about your experience, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so thanks for your time, thanks for having me. Um, and definitely, look, definitely just reach out, just get in touch with somebody, be it a friend, a family member, or. An organisation such as PA the House or Suicide or Survive or oh, um, what's the other ones? I can't remember them. You're the, aware the Samaritan yeah, Wears. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a website, like, you know, your, your yeah. mental health. Your mental yeah. health. Yeah. That has all the Lust for Life there as well. Like life, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so look, ultimately help is there and I suppose JR does that we've learned from talking to you tonight. I suppose it's, it's, when you reach out and, and ask for it, it, it pays off like and you seem all the better for it, anyway. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, definitely. I'm here talking now, haven't I? Yeah, exactly. Know. Exactly, look. Um, but, and again, thanks so much for talking to us, man. It's, it's amazing. Um, Graham. Yes. People want to get you on the Twitter. American Mania. And what else are you on? That's all. On Snapchat? No. Not on Tinder? No. Grinder. No. Plenty of fish? No. Oh, we've seen you Friends on Tinder. Friends with benefits? <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Madison? No. What the fuck? <laughs> Honeypot.com. I don't com. want people following me. What do you mean you don't want people following you? You'd love a revolution. What type of revolution? One where people follow you. There's <laughs> <laughs> not what a revolution involves. A revolutionary know, leader. Twitter. I'm just just at Mary Gamani Twitter. At Mary Gamani on Twitter. I'm at Dan John Murray on Twitter. We're at WTS Pod on Twitter. On Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash WTS Pod Ireland. You can check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on any Android device. Just download the podcast Republic app. And we're there as well. If you search WTS Pod, you can check out previous chapters with people like Caroline McGuigan, with people like Paul Howard, with people like Saskia Toidy, Future Olympian, with people like Pat Flynn, League of Ireland legend, with people like uh, Johnny Fulham, Paralympic legend, people like Tony Hinchcliffe, comedian legend. You're going to go 242 you chapters. <laughs> All the previous chapters are there. Check them out. Stop uh, pretty quick. Exactly. Yeah, he put me in my place, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, you can check all them out and plenty others. Um, and don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell us, um, send American nudes, all that sort of thing. <laughs> that is it for chapter 42. Thanks, JR. JR, thank no, you so thank much. Thank you, lads. Thanks very much. Graham, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Danny. Listeners, thank you so much. And until next week, good luck. Good night. God bless.